We're going to do chapter 11 today, but because it's been a little bit of time, let's review. The, basically, the main, the main thing to know <clears throat> as you go into chapter 11 is that we are in, still in the... I, we, we, we've just experienced Yehu's radical overthrow of the entire house of Umri. Okay? The house of Umri included Umri, Ahab, Ahaziah, and Yehoram, and then also... Ahaziah from the king of Yehuda. <clears throat> um, Yehu kills Yoram and Ahaziah. He then kills Izebel, if you remember. He, what else does he do? He uh, gets all of the, um, the Neviyeh Habal in, into like a, a room. And he's, <coughs> excuse me. And he slaughters all of them. And he, and, and one thing that you see over and over, and Yehu is, by the way, he's a very, he's a very intense person. Reminded us, if you remember, of uh, Eliyahu in terms of his intensity and his zealotry towards God. He's constantly quoting Nivuot uh, uh, as he does his deeds. He says, this is done as it, as it was said, uh, that the house of uh, Achav would fall and every descendant would be destroyed. Okay, So he sees what he's doing as the mission of God. And between killing uh, Yoram, Achaziah, Izebel, all of the, uh, the worshippers of Baal, and also remember those cousins of uh, Izebel that came, those cousins of Achaziah that came, that were coming on the way to meet Izebel, that they said, we want to come see the Givirah. He killed those people as well. So he does a very good job of eradicating everything. And he has one. Where? Pasuk uh, 30. You're right. Uh, because you did good in the eyes, uh, in my eyes, exactly as I wanted to do the house of Achav, you're going to have four generations on the throne. And if you look at the chart, Yehu, Yehu Achaz, Yehu Ash, and Yerobam the second. Yerobam the second. Oh, it's Zechariah. So you're going to have four generations. So it's going to be after Yehu, Yehu Achaz, Yehu Ash, Yerobam, and Zechariah are going to be all on the throne. So he has a, an elongated. Um, Kingship because he did what was good in eyes. Yet he did not keep the Torah of Hashem to go in the way of God completely because he did not deviate from the sins of Yarovam. And the main sin of Yarovam was what? That he kept Amisrael divided <clears throat> by having the golden calves um, at Beit El and uh, where else did he keep them? Whatever. He kept the Amisrael divided through the worship Dan. of the golden calves. Beit El and Dan. Okay. So. At that same time <clears throat> that Yehu is now king, Chazael, who if you remember was the king of, was a general who turned king of Syria. Aram. Aram. Right. Uh, he starts to hurt Am Israel and he takes a little bit of possession away from Am Israel. Um, he strikes down the people of the eastern, on the eastern side of the Jordan River and that's it for the story of Yehu. Now, the continuation of the story of Yehu happens in chapter 11 because there's one more member of this clan who is still one. alive. It's this lady called Atalia. Now, according to... it's not We don't have proof in our psukim that Atalia was the daughter of Izebel, but many commentators say it. Okay? <clears throat> and Atalia, being that she's in Ovedet Avodazara, she is... Uh, very much power hungry. 
And she's going to see the void and power that was caused by Ahaziah's death, by Yehu's killing of Ahaziah. She's going to use it as an opportunity to kill all of the people in Yehuda. Now the problem, all of the descendant, her descendants in Yehuda. Now the reason she do that is because her descendants of Yehuda are all descendants of David Melech. So she's trying to eradicate the line of David Melech. Okay, that's going to be Atalia's mission. She wants to try to eradicate the line of David Melech so she can arrogate the, the kingship to herself. Okay. Now we have chapter eleven. That's the opening to this chapter. Okay, Pasuk Aleph. Atalia was the mother of Achaziah. Okay, how does that become? She's how is she the mother of Achaziah? She must have been the wife of Yehoram, right? Is that what it yeah. says? <coughs> she was the, the daughter of Achav and Isabel. Right, that's what the Pirush says over there. She's daughter of Achav and and she was married to Yehoram. She was the mother of Achaziah. She waits for Achaziah to get killed by Yehu, and then she claims the queenship for herself. Okay, but again, because she is the wife of Yehoram, mother of Achaziah, any descendants she has through Yehoram are all from the line of David Melech, because Yehoram is a direct descendant of David Melech. Okay, so we have to look at this from two elements. One is the fact that she's killing her own descendants, and a non non Torah based person, meaning an Avodah Zarah based person who's following in the footsteps of Isabel, is now queen of Yehuda. Okay, and she's not in the direct line of the. And she's not no, she's not. She's married into. She's not in the direct line. That's why they changed the color on this chart, which is very smart. Okay, the other the other thing to pay attention to is the fact that David Melech's line, according to one of the Mefarshim, is this is like one of the periods where David Melech's line was almost wiped out. And Am Yisrael Because they married into the house of Achav And then they, they all got eliminated Yeah And then also it says in the footnotes here That in um, uh, Chronicles It says that uh, this uh, Atalia She be, In order to become queen It says that it's in Chronicles That she actually Was assassinating her own ground she Yeah yeah no That's what it says right here yeah. Okay But Atalia Em Ataki met bena She saw that her son Achazia was dead so she got up and destroyed the entire, all of the descendants of the kingship. Anybody who was a descendant of David. Okay, so she started, it says exterminating. Yeah, she destroyed or exterminated all the um, things which are her own grandkids. So then Yehosheba, the daughter of the king Yoram, is that that's that's what's Yoram? Oh, it must be the Yoram of Yehuda. Yeah. <coughs> she take she's the daughter of the king Yoram, sister of Achaziah, who was the daughter of Atalia. Oh, oh, she's another daughter of Atalia. Okay. <coughs> she takes Yoash. See Yoash can be king here. Okay. So she takes Yoash, son of Achaziah, but ignobo tomi toch bnei Amelech hamumatim. And she steals him out of the kids of the king who are being killed. She took him and his maidservant, his uh, nurse. She took him into the uh, house of uh, room of the beds. And she hid him from Atalia and he did not die. So this is actually, seems like it's, it's Atalia's own daughter. It's... Right? Sister. No, oh, no. Yoram, was mar- Yoram was married to Atalia. She had Achazia, and it seems like she had Yehosheba. Now, why would it not trace, if she is, why would it not trace her lineage to Atalia? 
probably out of respect for her. Because she's, she's doing the righteous thing of preserving the line of David Amalek. Or Amelech, it could have been the daughter from another wife. Preserving Yoash. Or it could have been the daughter from another wife. It could be the daughter of right? Ahaziah from... Yeah, of course, it could be. It could be. Okay, but it does say Achot Ahaziah. So she's a sister of Ahaziah. So, I mean, that could be half-sister. But it could also be that she's definitely the, sister, the daughter of Atalia, And it's just not saying that because it wants to show respect for her. Okay? And Yoash was with Yehosheba hiding in the house of the king for six years. And Atalia is ruling over the land. And there was in the seventh year Yehoyada sends Yehoda is the Kohen of the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, so he sends and he takes the Sareh Hamel, the generals over hundreds, Lakari Vlaratzim. These are different types of like brigades or something. He brings them all to the house of Hashem. And he makes a covenant with these generals and these army men. He makes them swear in the house of Hashem. And he shows them the son of the king. He shows them Yoash. <clears throat> now, crazy thing. Because like, they're probably thinking that all is lost. There is no more king of the house of David. And for, for B'nai Yehuda, the house of the, the lineage of David has, <clears throat> is like a, has like a profound meaning, you know, yeah. for the people of Yehuda. So to, to imagine even that they think, today. even for us today, <laughs> so imagine that they think that the entire house of Yehuda has now been destroyed thanks to this wicked Atalia, and then all of a sudden the Kohen Gadol or the Kohen comes and he brings him and he shows them, by the way, I have one more. I've hid this one, Yoash, and he's still alive, okay? <clears throat> what does it have? Does it have any background on this? this uh, a lot. Um, um, Yehoyada. They say he's also the husband of Yehosheba, um, according to some of the Farshim. But it doesn't say. It doesn't say much on him specifically, but okay. um, it's just saying that like the, the the people that he brought in were the Kohanim and the Levim, right? Um, and then it's quoting stuff from Chronicles. Um, they traveled through Yehuda, enlisting people to support them. Um, and then it was, it was saying that this was being planned for a long time and it was a very emotional moment basically. Nothing. Uh, yeah, okay. So these Sareh uh, HaMeot were Kohanim and Leviim. It looks like this was going on for even years. Now I can't tell if these, are, if these are Kohanim Leviim that have any military experience. It seems like they do because he's going to ask them to do something, you know, um, like uh, the, that requires military experience. No, it says it says it's the Kohanim Levim and leaders of the rest of the nation who maybe okay. had power or okay, some, fine. some type of military force to them. All right, next. <clears throat> so he makes them swear in the house of Hashem and he shows them the son of the king. What does he make them swear? He said a covenant with them and endured them in the temple of Hashem. He showed them the king's son. He commanded them saying, no, hmm. I don't know. Doesn't yeah, he say. made a covenant with them that they will show allegiance probably to this king, Yoash. It looks like... This little, this yeah, kid. It looks like everyone was just mourning the loss of the Davidic dynasty. Okay. And, uh, That's okay. He commands them and he says, this is what they should do. A third of you that come on Shabbat and... You, um, and keep the guard of the house of the king. Vashlishit Bashar Sur, Vashlishit Bashar Akhar Haratsim, Ushmartem 
את משמרת הבית מסך. Okay? <coughs> He says, you have one third of you that are going to be, that are here on Shabbat, are going to be protecting or who protect the guard of the king. Then one third that stand in the gate of Sur and one third are going to stand in the gate after the runners. Again, I don't know what this means, but he's essentially creating like a, like a, a circle around the king, Yoash, yes. with these Kwanim. And he's protecting them. Again, I, I don't know the exact translation. Ushmartem <laughs> et... It's just the names of the gates. He's putting them in these specific places. And Radak is like quoting what these places are and what they were yeah. used for so and where they are and things like fine. that. Fine. So he's putting them in different places to protect King Yoash. Ushmartem et mishmeret habayt masach. And you will protect the guard of the house. Masach. Seems like in circle maybe? Seems like it, yeah. You encircle the king all around. Here Rashi says Masach Lest you get distracted Okay whatever It's also a difficult word Okay Pazuk <clears throat> And Help me translate Two of the Divisions Who come out On Shabbat You shall keep Guard of the king Yes Okay Pazuk And you will surround the king with each one with his weapons in his hands. And whoever comes into the ranks will be killed. And anybody who tries to break through gets killed. And you will be with the king when he goes out, when he comes in. Okay? That's why I think they must have some military experience because he puts them, he puts weaponry in their hands. Okay. Pazuk Tet. And the ministers or the, uh, what's the word? The generals captains. of hundreds, captains of hundreds, did exactly as Yehoyada commanded. They each brought their men. The ones who come for Shabbat, but the ones who were leaving for Shabbat, and they came to Yehoyada Kohen. And he gave Yehoyada to these com- commanders. He gave them the daggers and or the shield and spears. The shield and the spears that belonged to the king David, Asher bebet Adonai, that were in the Beit Hamikdash. He gives them the weapons that David Melech used that were preserved in the Beit Hamikdash. There must be a lot of midrash on those, by the way. Oh, he gave them many, many spears. All the spears that belong to David that were kept in the Beit HaMikdash. If you look in Divrei Yamim, the same story in Divrei Yamim says in the plural. Give them the spears and the shields that belong to David. Okay? It's quoting something from Shmuel. Wow. Whenever David would take his shields to war, he would then sanctify them and, give, and make them for God. Make them for Hashem, Like the golden um, shields that he took from Hadad Ezer. And he would put them in the uh, safe house uh, in the Beit HaMikdash. Very interesting. Okay. <clears throat> and they all stood, each one with his weaponry in his hands. From the right hand side until the left hand side of the Beit HaMikdash. And from the... Uh, and inwards, all around the king. Okay, again, I don't know exactly 
what their formation was, but some kind of formation which they protected King Yoash at all costs. Then they bring out the son of the king, Yoash, and they put on him the crown and the edut. What is the edut? The crown, they say it's a sefer, yeah. sefer Torah that they made him hold, that a king is, is required to hold. So they give him the crown, they give him the Torah, that, you know, yeah. it's the Torah says yes. that a king has to have a Torah. Yes. So the Edut <coughs> would be that Torah. And they made him king, and they anointed him, and they clapped, and they said, Long live the king. Now there's a question on this Pasuk that they anointed him. <coughs> Halakha, the halakha is that if you have a son of a king who is in the line of kingship, you don't have to anoint him if the father was anointed. The kingship just passes, passes over. Right, so why are they anointing him? Very simple answer. Why did they anoint him? We don't have to anoint the king who's, ready to, who's the son of a king. Because of the thing of Atalia, the confusion... And the um, the rebellion of Ataliyahu, they anointed him so to make it clear that he's the king. Same way Shalomo at the beginning of <coughs> the book of Melachim, uh, Shalomo also gets anointed, even though he's the son of David, because Adoniyahu confused everyone by trying to take the kingship. Okay. <coughs> Atadiyahu hears the sound of these runners and the people, and um, <coughs> she comes to, towards the house of Hashem, towards the crowd. And she sees that the king is standing in his position on the. Um, it says the royal manor. On the royal beam, or whatever it is, the royal <coughs> place, according to the ways of the king. And all of the ministers and the blowers of the trumpets are towards the king. And all the people of the land, the, the, the laymen, are happy. Blowing on trumpets. So she tears her clothes and she says, She says, rebellion, rebellion. So Yehuda commands, to the people, that those generals of Levim and Kohanim that he had. And he says to them, take her out of the Sederot, out of the, um, like the area where the people are. And anybody who tries to follow her in support, kill them by the sword. And why did he ask them to take her out of the ranks first? Because he did not want to cause, uh, kill her in the Beit HaMikdash. So he did not. He wait. He told them to take her out of the Beit Hamikdash. And they, what did they? They put a place for her. It says they put a place for her. But they put a place for her. And she came the way of the horses uh, that leave the house of the king, and she was killed there. Okay, so they take Ataliyah out. I don't. I, I want to make sure I understood that pasuk properly, though. <clears throat> That was the way that the horses go from the house of God to the house of the king. And she was killed there outside the house of Hashem. So, thanks to this brave Kohen and Yehosheva. So, this is a combination of two people, right? You have Yehosheva, who saves Yehoash, right? And then you have Yehoyada, who's the Kohen, who leads the rebellion against Ataliyahu. 
Yoyada is, is the one who takes Yehoash from Yehosheba. He makes him king with a protective guard of Kohanim and Levi'im. Then he announces the kingship publicly. Ataliyahu shows up. She sees it's a rebellion. And Yehoyada commands that she also be put to death. And that's how he ends the disastrous Malchut of Ataliyah, who was the only line of kings in Yehuda who was not actually from the house of Yehuda. Okay, we continue with Zerah Hashem tomorrow with the kingship of Yehoash. Baruch Amen v'amen.